live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Lots to do. The gang's all here. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got some news. David Sear has got some news as well. Aaron and Fran holding it down on a Tuesday. Glad you're a part of the show as always. Make sure you visit us on social media at LFS6B. Live from Studio6B.com as well. Lots going on. I saw the, um, well, first of all, Slick Rick, how are you? Phenomenal. How you doing, Big D? Very good, very good. Mr. Zier, nice to see you. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm in the Christmas uh, spirit. So As like, we all are here. starting to get into, it's coming so fast. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Delgado, how was your day? I love that shirt you're wearing. Speaking Thank of Christmas you. and Christmas movies. That's right. There Nakatomi is no debate. Plaza. There you go. It's not Christmas until uh, Hans Gruber uh, falls to his death outside of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. Welcome and to Ronald, the party. Ronald and he walked Reagan's in with a Dolly Parton toy jacket, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was meaning to ask about some of the uh, – the uh, because I know you, you forwarded a few of those uh, uh, hateful Dolly Parton messages at me. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yep. Anybody else? Anything else you wanted to share on those, or was that it, just one or two? Well, no, there was a ton of them, but I just <laughs> I just gave you a couple funny ones so that you could reply on Twitter. I didn't oh. send you all of them, no. Oh, okay. I was just wondering because I well, I'm no, not, there was because Slick Rick was claiming yesterday. Oh, you're backtracking. I'm not backtracking. I, I stand by my 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 initial like assessment that she is a disaster. <laughs> uh, you know, and say what you want about you know. Be, oh well, she's 77. Yeah, but anytime you got to wear flesh toned. Like uh, body stockings to cover that's that's covering up a world of hurt that you don't want to show to the public. So why even wear it? Dress like a grandma. She's a grandma. Act like it. I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch too. And you can stand by your position. <laughs> we stand by ours. That you're a hater. Uh, we stand okay. by our position that you are a country music Dolly Parton hater. No, and I'm, that's I, I'm just I'm I just don't fawn over Dolly Parton and the Queen like you guys do. I'm, uh, you know, I'm into uh, hotter chicks. That's all. You're into Hans Gruber. Okay, fine. That's fine. Okay, that's <laughs> Not fine. Hans so. Gruber, hotter chicks, you doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I lots going on, lots to talk about. I saw the the uh, in, in really just spectacular irony or um, symbolism, whatever you want to call it. I saw that the um, the national Christmas tree that Biden was supposed to light, I believe, on <laughs> Thursday. Um, got blown over in the wind today. Whoever was, however they secured it, well, they didn't secure it, and they say that it's pretty much at this point um, not fixable, which is kind of like a good, you know, kind of like the country. It's kind of like almost unfixable at this point. It was kind of like the birthday cake uh, that they put in front of them and lit it on fire. Again, kind of symbol, you know, symbolizing where the country's at, kind of on fire. So I saw that. Today caught my attention. The other thing I saw was Chris Christie on, um, I think, CNN, of course, because he loves to run to all of these uh, left-wing networks to give him the time to go on there and spew his hatred of Donald Trump, says, um, and I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but he says that the, his, um, he's gaining momentum, he said. Is he? What is, and he, I was what thinking, is he running downhill? I was thinking, did they put him on his side and roll him down the hill? <laughs> What's he talking about? Gaining momentum. That's exactly what I thought, Delgado. But no, according to Christie, he's uh, he's gaining he's gaining momentum. So um, I don't know. I don't know. It may but that's what he rush, says. Maybe in his rush to the uh, to the toilet or the fridge, maybe he's gaining momentum <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. He's only pulling. Um, I'll tell you. Th I'll tell you points. the other thing I did. I'll tell you the other thing I did today is I spent some time 
uh, because I'm into the markets and I'm into um, obviously what's going on in the markets and the financial woes of the country and the debt and all of that stuff and looking at the charts. And I was over on Zero Hedge. I don't know if you guys spend any time on Zero Hedge. It's a good, it got good stuff on Zero Hedge. And one of the articles, there was some news out today. You know, for all the talk, we talk about Biden and what's going on at the border and uh, trying to turn turn us into a third world country. And, and, and he's doing an effective job of it at the border, but he's also doing an effective job of it, of making us a poor country by his domestic policies uh, alone. So there's new data out today from the Social Security Administration. I don't know if you guys saw this, just released national wage statistics for 2022 for last year. And the figures do not paint a pretty picture at all, uh, particularly when you look at um, median wage earners. You know what median wage earners in the United States brought home last year? Just $40,847, I think it was last year. $40,847. That breaks down to basically like $3,400 a month before taxes. Mm. Now, you think That's about living in the middle class in this country, a middle class lifestyle in America today on $3,400 a month before taxes. I mean, that is just unbelievable. So when you talk about what people are up against working multiple jobs in this country, what they're dealing with as we head into this election season, when you think about the, I mean, think about house pricing, think about rentals, the average renting of a home right now is about $1,900.78 a month. Actually owning a home at this point is about the most unaffordable it's been since I think about the mid 80s. So these numbers I saw today were just unbelievable. You think about bringing home $3,400 a month that people are struggling to do. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how people can survive, uh, Rick. Well, that, that's because they, they have to go get a second job, which is why, you know, they, they make all these claims. Oh, Americans are they're making more money than before. Well, they have to make more money because the money that they're making now isn't able to keep them in the economy because the economy, the inflation is killing everybody. So, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, now, now, look, look, look at all the job numbers. Well, yeah, those are second jobs. That's, that's another thing they don't like to point out is that grow, a lot yeah. of these jobs are, are part time jobs and second jobs for most people. And if you're grossing a little over 40,000, you're not even bringing home 3,400 a month after taxes. You're bringing yeah. home probably what, 27, 2,800? I think that's they nothing. include in that number um, underage. Uh, employees under 21 years of age or 18 years of age. It's like 50 something thousand when you, ex but even that it's nothing, you know, that's yeah, but really when you nothing. go back, when you go back, when you go back to the Trump years of 17, 18, 19, yeah. Median worker wages were in the sixty thousand dollar range. Yep. So you're talking about a lot of lost ground for so-called Bidenomics that we keep hearing Joe Biden touting all over the place as he gives these speeches. I mean, I know he wants to tell us a hot dog went down four cents, or Thanksgiving was the fourth cheapest on record. But um, when you when you think about this administration, federal overspending, it's driven the federal debt to wartime levels. He's got the Green Utopia plan. These mandates. Uh, you think about electricity, fuel, heat, other costs, all sky high. Inflation uh, from all the overspending for wars, for bureaucrats, for handouts. Um, I mean, you think about real estate is driven sky high, medical care sky high, other services sky high. It's all at insane levels, David. I think wages are down 20-something months in a row when adjusted for inflation in the United States. And I think it's down from 41 or 42,000 in 2021 uh, to now, 
to that 40,000 number? Yeah, I mean, the finance, the financial woes that everyone is feeling right now, I mean, things have become unbearably expensive and wages have fallen, inflation's up, job, avail job availability has fallen, consumers have maxed out credit cards, um, you know, you look at the spending they're doing, they're saying, oh, how great the spending so far for the holidays is. Oh, yeah. Well, people are using pay now, pay later credit cards. They're putting it on all these kind of things where, you know, you got to pay it at some point, you would think. Yeah, um, at, at, some point, at some point that bill's going to come due. And yeah. we already saw record uh, defaults last year, according to credit card companies, people missing payments. So you can imagine what January is going to have in store. And we're over a trillion now in credit card debt. Yeah, it's hard to see how a recession is, isn't coming with the Federal Reserve with rates at five and a half um, and keeping higher for longer. And they stopped the money printing. I mean, it, the numbers are just the numbers are uh, unbelievable. I mean, and, and you think about this is from a. I mean, it, I, I just don't see how it gets any better. And and this is what we're talking about as we head into 24. These are the things that are on people's minds besides the multitude of things that Biden faces. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we talk about, but when it comes right down to it, you know, it all comes back to the pocketbook in, in my mind as we get, especially if you start to see, you know, um, joblessness claims go up. You start to see the unemployment number start to tick up. You see inflation possibly tick back up. I mean, people are already suffering with higher prices for everything. So, I mean, I, I just thought those numbers, when you look at the lost ground, the American worker for buying our middle up and bottom up and all this crap we hear from them all the time. I mean, it's just everything is just the total opposite. Yeah. And there was a story that I had last week. You were out. That's why I, did, I, I didn't save it, unfortunately. Um that was right up your alley because it talks about that death cross, you know, when they talk about graphs and it was a particular number. I don't know. Maybe you saw it. Um, but, you know, the people, you know, the, the guy writing the, the article was like, we haven't seen this in a long time. And this this doesn't spell good news coming coming in the future. When you see this type of inversion, I guess, this cross that they were calling. I forget what it was. I wish I still had the article. Yeah. yeah. Damon, I, there are reports that, you know, um, retail brick and mortar Shopping malls across the country were empty on Black Friday. Um, but online spending was up 7.5% over last year. Uh, but uh, credit card debt accrued in the third quarter of uh, this year uh, at a record. So yeah, I saw a chart spending. today. If you look at the spending on Black Friday and even Cyber Monday, I saw a chart today. The, on Amazon, Walmart, all the big online operators, if you look at the at, at how things were paid for, the biggest parts of the chart were all of these you know, PayPal's offers these pay now, you know, buy now, pay later. They're all, they're all, uh, they're all on these pay now, buy, you know, pay later, buy now, pay later deals. So people are, you know, they want, they want to obviously do what they have to do for the holidays. You know, you got kids, you want to eat, but man, everybody's struggling to figure out how to pay for things. And you look at the prices of things. And that's why when you hear that, you know, you hear the white house and you hear this, uh, Karin Jean-Pierre in the press briefing room, just gaslighting us on how great everything is. I mean, it's like, what what world do they think we're living in? The middle class in this country has effectively been exiled from their own economy. That's what's effectively happened. They've been exiled from their own economy. They're not building anything from the middle out and the bottom up and the middle out. 
I mean, we're, we're a place of growing poverty under the Biden administration. That's what's going on. So, um, see, I saw that today. I just thought, man, it's just, it's just what people are dealing with, you know, as they look at their government spending money on foreign wars. By the way, did you see Mike Johnson talking today? I mean, I, I know we had this speaker fight and everybody tells me how worth it it was. Oh, boy, according to him today, I don't know if you saw the clip. Oh, I mean, more money to... um. More money is a big priority over there to Zelensky and crew. We can't be uh, letting we can't be letting uh, Russia go, you know, tromping through uh, Europe, he says, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, he's he's definitely um, changed his tone a little bit. It's concerning. Yeah, it is concerning. Because right. that's not, that's you not see, something you see that clip of him want. today. What'd you say? Did you see the clip of him today? No, I didn't. I didn't have a chance. I heard them talking about it on Rav, and um, it was a little discouraging. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Lots to do. We'll talk more about this. Yeah, we'll get the Sports same with Slick Rick. News with Rick Delgado. News with David Sear as well, all coming up on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's going to do some sports here in a second. David Zier's got some news. Rick Delgado's got news as well. Delgado, I don't know what? if you saw on um, Twitter. I know you're busy during the day, so you don't have much time. But I uh, I think tonight after you get home from the show, you're going to have some watching to do, some TV to watch. No, it's not this show back. But you're going to have to watch Tucker, uh, episode 42. A Tucker on X dropped episode 42 tonight. All right. I copied you on it on X. I tagged you, and it's just to make sure you saw it. Actually, I told the audience not to tell you about it. <laughs> but I'm going to break my own rules and tell you about it myself right now. Here's the headline, Delgado. All right. Episode 42, Tucker Carlson. For more than 80 years, the U.S. government has hidden the existence of UFOs. The question is why. The answer is ominous. It's actually 77 years because they all look like Dolly Parton. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> what? They, so, have the, they have the big head. So you'll have to, you're going to have to check that out when you get home tonight. I will. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm Slick Rick. He'll be he'll be hanging over my shoulder as I read it with the sound yeah. effects. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Slick Beat Rick, let's do some let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Interesting article out Lindell shared today. I think some um, paper out in Minnesota or somebody did a big uh, big cover story. They went and followed him around for the whole day. I saw Mike shared it on his uh, X account. So if you follow him, you probably saw it today. Very interesting on the inner workings of what's going on at this time in uh, Mike Lindell's life. And of course, as we always continue to say, we try to support Mike and you, the audience has done a great job of that. And we appreciate it. 
You do your holiday shopping at MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B to give you great savings on all the great stuff as you shop for the holidays. And, of course, we try to sweeten the deal by giving you free merch from the livefromstudio6b.com store. If you send us your receipt, show us you used our code, you can pick something out. We'll send it to you absolutely free. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? I forgot to mention, Mike is a friend of the show, too. Big D he was on last Wednesday night. Gave us a great segment, right, Rick? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah good stuff. People loved it. Absolutely. All right, well, let's do a little rodeo. We haven't hit any rodeo this week. It's Tuesday night. We want to cover this rodeo that wrapped up over the weekend, right before Thanksgiving. Stockyards Pro Rodeo actually wrapped up last Wednesday. Here we go, Big D, all-around cowboy. Todd Dudney, this is, by the way, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, was the all-around cowboy for bareback riding and bull riding. Bareback riding, how about this one? Dudes Dudney, 87 points on Dakota Rodeo's Keek Ball, $511. Steer Wrestling, Jace Melvin, 3.8 seconds. Team Roping, Lightning, Aguilera, and Lane Mitchell, four seconds flat. Saddle Bronc, Skinny Parsons, 82.5 points on Dakota Rodeo's Painted Habitat. Tie Down Roping, Shad Mayfield, nine seconds flat. Bower Racing, Tiani, Schuster, 13.8 seconds. Good time there. Bull Riding, Jeter Lawrence, 86 points on Stockyard Pro Rodeo's number 904. Total payout on this rodeo, just $24,094. Small rodeo, rodeos are a little slim this time of year as the holidays are rolling in, but we want to keep up and, and report when we can. Here's a great story I saw on Breitbart earlier today. Uh, Utah State quarterback Levi Williams quits co- quits college football to begin Navy SEAL training. Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Utah State quarterback Levi Williams has announced that he will not return to the team for his senior year and instead will become training, uh, training to become a Navy SEAL. The 23-year-old player said in an interview on Monday that is he applying for the Navy and aims to be accepted into SEAL training training by 2025. I love football and it's so great, but I knew that eventually it was going to come to an end, Williams told KSL 97.5. It's something that took a lot of thought and consideration, Williams said, and just based with the timeline with the training and stuff, it just kind of works out perfectly that it ends this year. My mom, she was Army. My grandparents, they were Navy and Army, so it kind of runs in the family. I just want to be in a spot where I can protect this great country where we get to play football. He added that skill training is exceptionally intense and he intends to put more time into physical conditioning ahead of his application to join the elite unit. It's really a competitive selection process. You have to create a really great resume, two awesome letters of reference, and then you have to do a PST, which is like the physical standard test for aspiring SEALs, he said. So I've been training for that. I've got a score that's in a really good spot. I'll probably take it one more time just to try to get the best score I possibly could. Williams has been a standout quarterback for the Wyoming Cowboys before transferring to Utah State in 2002. While with Utah, he was recently selected as the Mountain West Player of the Week. This guy's not just some backup slouch. The QB appeared in 10 games this season, made 40 passes and 36 rushes, and played a vital role in getting Utah State eligible for a bowl game with a 6-6 six and six record this year. So, nice move by that young man, trading in the quarterback shoulder pads to become a Navy SEAL. I think that's a great little story. And NFL breaks its own Thanksgiving ratings records. This is James Klinkscales of Yard Barker. Unsurprisingly, people watch the NFL in droves on Thanksgiving Day. The three contests that took place on Thursday averaged 34.1 million viewers, eclipsing the prior record from a year ago of 33.6. Even for a league that has maintained its standing as the king of television, adding half a million people per game is significant. Um, Undoubtedly, much of this is owed to the ascension of the Detroit Lions, who came into their annual Turkey Day game with an 8-2 record atop the NFC North. However, 33.7 million watched the rival Green Bay Packers pull off that upset. Dallas's win was watched by 41.8 
1.8 million. And the nightcap game, that was the uh, Niners game, that came in at 26.9 million to watch that game as well. So good numbers for the NFL, picking up the pace a little bit. A lot of people watching football and eating turkey, Big D. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Um, What's going on with Mark? I don't know if you have this coming up on one of your further reports, Slick. What is going on with Mark Cuban? Have you seen the news on him today? He's going to sell his majority stake in the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and he's also leaving Shark Tank, he said, after one more year. What do you think? uh, What's going on with him? I have no idea. I have no idea. I haven't. I got to look into that, Big D. I'm not aware of that. Wow, that sounds strange. He's doing a complete about face. Maybe he wants less public, uh, you know, pu- public persona. I guess he's trying to back down a little bit. Who knows? He's a Trump hater, so who cares? Yeah, well, that, that's, that's true. I, you know, I lost a lot for him. You know, I used to like him years ago, and now I see his politics and the way he is. I'm, I don't care for him anymore. So, yeah, we'll find yeah, out, there though. You go. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, there you no go. Deal. I just figured out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Figured out. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah, he's All right, Slick Rick, we'll do, yeah. Slick will do some more sports before the end of the first hour. Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow. Let's do a little news. We've got a little time left here, and then we'll do some more when we get back with the news. Is uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on, Mr. Delgado? Uh, all right. Well, this story breaking from Michigan. I don't know if you heard about this. Michigan boy steals forklift from middle school and yeah. leads police on a chase. I have video. A uh, 12 year old Michigan boy went on a joyride in a stolen forklift. And Dodge police and deputies before eventually being arrested on Saturday night, according to the Ann Arbor Police Department. Check out this uh, this news clip from it from WDTV in Michigan. Uh, you can see it for yourself. This is a big it's a big forklift, and it's it looks like one of the newer ones. So it was kind of cool that this kid, uh, 12 years old, was able to figure out how to drive it. Taking around. a piece of construction equipment for a joyride. Police follow him in an hour-long pursuit as he causes damage throughout Ann Arbor. Glad you're with us for Local 4 News at 6. I'm Devin Skillian. Oh I'm for an hour. From Kimberly Gill. That child weaved through busy streets and through traffic, even hit several roads. Mm. He had 10 uh, Will cars. Jones, live with more on this story. <laughs> 10 cars. Keys, Will. Devin and Karen, the construction equipment, had the keys inside them, and the boy decided to take the equipment for a spin, and you can see the video there. The interim police chief says he's never seen anything like this. We can't stop this thing. In Auburn police pursuing a 12-year-old boy in the driver's seat of a stolen construction vehicle going 20 miles per hour, this happening <laughs> Saturday night. So we were afraid that traffic might actually drive into her to be struck by this, this very young person driving a vehicle they weren't familiar with. So we were mostly staying with them just to, to keep it illuminated and warn other drivers as well. Police say the boy stole the equipment from a local middle school. The keys were left inside the vehicle. So <laughs> somebody was driving by um, one of our schools and noticed a youngster that they thought was trying to steal this piece of equipment. So we sent some units up there to kind of check the area. And uh, sure enough, they saw this big piece oh, of equipment oh. driving on the road. That went on for an hour, David. An oh, hour God. they were chasing this kid around at 20 miles an hour. But like the cops said on there, they couldn't even stop it because it's too big. So, wow. There you that have it. That is crazy. Take your keys with you next time. <laughs> yeah, really. I right, live from Studio 6B. More to do on a Tuesday night.
live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Tuesday night. Welcome back. And uh, as things would have it, you know, you know, I don't know if you guys were outside today. Of course you were. Uh, it's a little colder today than it has been. Yeah. And, of course, I don't know if you've heard, but they're introducing this thing now called the triple-demic. Yale Medicine is warning of a triple-demic. That's the combination of the seasonal flu respiratory virus and another bout of covid plus i don't know if you've seen it across uh, i think it was in china now they're they're getting hit with some new type of uh, pneumonia uh, pneumonia i saw that and a different, oh, we go. different thing a swine flu i mean things are going crazy <laughs> uh, well you know what we need an expert to talk to us about the measures we should be taking today so joining us right now on the show maureen rauscher she's an expert and the iaq expert over at envirocleanse maureen welcome to the program and how are you tonight Thank you for having me. I'm uh, wonderful, and uh, I like that Georgia and uh, Dallas uh, football helmets. We need to get these for the players. <laughs> All right, so, so so good. You're you're a football fan. We like that. <laughs> hey, absolutely, uh, Maureen. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you what you uh, do over there at EnviroCleanse. Yeah, so uh, we actually have an air purification system that's second to none. Um, currently, uh, air system uh, air systems can um, uh, pretty much uh, work about all the same. However, our filters um, really concentrate and focus on uh, microscopic viruses, molds, and allergens and the removal of those. Um, we've got thousands of hundreds of studies to show um, that we can remove 99% of all airborne contaminants. Um, in we have real life classroom studies. Uh, currently, we protect thousands of students in classrooms all over the United States. Our systems actually come with an air quality monitor so you can test it in your own home. Right. And we offer a 30 back 30 day money-back guarantee. So um, yeah, we you want you and your listeners to experience a better health by eliminating these viruses, germs, toxins, and allergens in your home. Yeah, and your technology was selected by the U.S. Navy as well. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, how, how, how they're good at, uh, you know, maybe in your home or, or you've got them in schools. Hey, we have them right here in the studio. <laughs> right here yeah. uh, it, it was it's kind of funny too because they're doing they're doing a remodeling of the kitchen and i noticed that after they do each each section of the kitchen they turn on the enviro cleanse to get all, rid of all the dust so it definitely helps us when we're walking in now let me ask you this in, in terms of um dealing with uh something like the navy and, and purifying a ship how long does something like that take yeah, absolutely. So only a, a few hours would it take to get uh, truly clean uh, air through through the uh, ships. Um, we the Navy actually chose us um, to monitor and to mitigate these contaminants because of the extensive studies that showcase our effectiveness uh, of EnviroCleanse against not just COVID and the flu, but also like you were talking. Uh, the building contaminants, VOCs, and aerosol threats that are in the air. Right. 
Now, in terms of the government, because we know they're so good at calculating things. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how can uh, people rely on, say, getting an Enviro cleanse uh, to help them against, you know, what we were talking about earlier, the triple-demic, where there's pneumonia, there's flu, there could be another COVID bounce. Who knows if a swine flu uh, thing is coming or pneumonia. Um, what about something like that? How can we guard against that, that kind of scenario? Yeah, really. You were you mentioned this triple demic, um, and you know that scientists they don't do a great job of protecting, predicting actually what flu strains are going to hit us. So a flu shot may not be as effective. Flu and cold viruses, as well as COVID, are airborne diseases, and that's why when one of your family members gets it, it spreads throughout the whole family. With EnviroCleanse, our patented metal oxides work to capture a broad array of those contaminants from the air and neutralize them uh, completely. And this returns nothing but truly clean air back into your space. Right. So it's safe, non-toxic. Um, it works quickly and effectively to scrub the indoor air viruses, bacteria, chemicals, and odors. Um, to the highest degree so you and your family can be sure of a safe and healthy home space. Yeah, and, and you said it works pretty quickly. I know, um, you know, when we, when we Damon uh, actually brought it into the studio, because every time he came into the studio, he was coughing a lot. It'd be like, what, why, why is he coughing all the time? He brought it in, he set it up, um, like the next show, boom, he, he stopped coughing. It was, it was, uh, it, it kind of, and you could, you could kind of smell. It kind of gives off this crisp, I think that's the way we described it, like a crisp, clean smell to the entire room, which was kind of cool. Isn't it incredible? The uh, the whole system, you know, like like the mold that we can't see um, that's that's hidden there, possibly in the walls and the allergens. I have two dogs sitting next to me right here, and I used to sneeze all the time. I put one of these in my house, and uh, I feel great. And uh, and their allergy symptoms have gone down as well. So uh, not only does it, I think it works for me, but it also uh, works for them. Now, now, what what can people do if they want to uh, go and get one of them, one of these uh, purifiers for their own home, get an cleanse for their home? Do they visit your website? Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, your listeners tonight can get a thirty five percent. Um, discount off of EnviroCleanse home purification units. Um, you, they're also going to receive uh, the free air quality monitor um, plus fast free shipping. And all they have to do is visit ekpure.com and use code America35. Again, that's ekpure.com with uh, the code America35. And that's 35% right. off. And like you said, free shipping. Free shipping. <laughs> free <is> me, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now uh, real quick, before we let you go, Maureen, um, did you have a good? Uh, did you have a good holiday? I did. I really did, and um, I ate way too much turkey and watched a lot of football. How about you? All right, same here. I guess. Uh, I guess you enjoyed the Dallas game then. I did enjoy the <laughs> Dallas game and Tulane. My brother actually coaches for Tulane, really? so I got to give a shout out to him. Yeah, there you go. go Tulane. Nice.
The Green Wave. All right. Well, thank you, Maureen Rauscher. She is the IAQ expert over in Viroclins. Like she said, if you want to get one of these for your home, uh, you know, it works great even for pet hair. If you got problems with uh, pets and you don't want to get rid of them, of course, they're part of the family. You don't want to get rid of your pet. Go to ekpure.com. Use America35 as the code. Again, that's ekpure.com, a code America35. And uh, say hello to the barking dogs for us, Maureen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Larry. Right. Appreciate being on your show. You too. Have a great holiday weekend, or I should say holiday season, because it's uh, you know coming up to Christmas. So enjoy. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Maureen Rauscher, the uh, IAQ expert from EnviroCleanse. And uh, like she said, you know, 35% off, free shipping. All you got to do is visit ekpure.com, use code America35, and you are on your way. So there you have it. David Zia. Hey. How are you? Good. The triple demic, a.k.a. winter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, I wonder how many square feet those things cover. I'd love to have one. Um, I'm going to go check it out. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my friend Larry the Grinch in Florida. Um, We have a new RAV viewer this week. Uh, He brought his girlfriend over from the Philippines. Loves RAV. uh, Glued to the TV. She said I was very handsome. Uh, which was uh, very exciting, and uh, I guess she's blind. Huh? She got Larry to put, <laughs> she got Larry to put up a Listen, Christmas Dolly. tree and hang lights outside, so Larry is no longer a Grinch for the winter. Um, so I, I wanted to play uh, this uh, interview that Bannon did with Tucker on okay. Tucker's episode forty-one because yep. we were talking about the Hijra last night, you know, and how you know the um, the imams issue these fatwas and to go and they have they have to uproot their lives in northern Africa and go to Europe because they want to restore the caliphate. And when you open a mosque in another country on this planet, it's not like opening a church up; it's a settlement, it's a fort. It's actually a fort. It's like staking a claim in the Western world towards the caliphate. So uh, check out Steve Bannon on Tucker. Several days ago, a man in his 50s, for reasons that are still not clear, stabbed five people outside a school in Dublin, Ireland, including three children. And then almost immediately after, parts of that city erupted into rioting. What exactly is going on here? Well, the Washington Post stepped in, helpfully, to explain. And here's the tweet the Washington Post sent out. Quote, Online rumors claimed the perpetrator of a stabbing attack was an immigrant. The BBC found that the man was an Irish citizen who had lived in the country for 20 years. Police blamed, quote, a lunatic faction driven by far-right ideology for the riot in Dublin. That was the Washington Post's explanation. But actually, the man was an immigrant. He was from Algeria. And as it turns out, he's been living in Ireland for 23 years at public expense. He has never had a job. And then... Last week, unaccountably, he stabbed children. Well, many people in Ireland are absolutely sick of this. It's happening by design. That country has been completely transformed by immigration. It's not the Ireland you remember at all. And going forward, anyone who complains about that or questions government policy will be guilty of a felony. The new hate speech laws are coming to Ireland. No complaining about it. And of course, it's not just Ireland. It's across the West. What does this mean? What is happening here? And what's the right response to it? We thought it'd be worth talking to Steve Bannon. He's the host of War Room, an old friend of ours. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Steve. Um, Thank you, Tucker. (laughs) So it seems like Ireland's, of course, a small country, an island. 
in Western Europe, but it seems like this is kind of a, a, almost a metaphor for what's happening across the West. What do you make of the rioting there and the government's response to it? Well, look, you've been to Hungary. You know, Viktor Orban has led this fight for years and um, has tried to get his country, the sovereignty of it, to stay away from what's happening in Germany and places like Ireland. Ireland's probably one of the worst, if not the worst, because the political class has totally sold out the people. You know, they've had, I think, 125,000 immigrants in the last year. That That is the same equivalent if all of Joe Biden's 9 million illegal alien invaders here in our country all came within one year. That's, that's, what, that's the impact it's had on Ireland. And they're all on the public dole. There's been 100,000 Ukrainians in what, the 18 months or 20 months since the war started, 100,000 Ukrainians all on the public dole, all paid for uh, out of the Irish budget. Now, some of that money is given by the EU, but the Irish politicians are by far the worst that are bought off uh, by the EU. They're the biggest globalists. They've sold out the sovereignty of, of the Irish. And you're seeing a natural blowback, and you're really seeing it among working-class people in the cities, Irish nationals, Irish citizens, whose family have been there for generations and generations and generations and have nothing to show for it, and also in the rural communities. So Ireland is a powder keg. And I think what you saw the other day in the... Just thought that was important to see, you know, right yeah. on the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, when you see the reaction, because it's like, oh, there's a stabbing. Uh, we, 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 only, we only hear about this stabbing but only because of the reaction after the stabbing. Sure. That means there was way more stuff going on oh, that yeah. we, we haven't been, uh, we haven't been uh, clued into. Multiple stabbings in Paris the other day. Yeah. Oof. So there you have it. All right. Heading to break. We'll take a quick break. We come back. We'll do some more sports with Slick Rick and some more news. And Damon's back. Say hi, Damon. on a Tuesday night. Why is it that every time I am not, um, <laughs> I step out for one second, everybody thinks I went to the bathroom every time. <laughs> oh, oh, you you didn't? Well, no, I just, oh. no, I just went and made a coffee because Delgado was going to do the interview for EnviroCleanse because he's there in the studio and I'm looking at the chat and everybody, everybody says that I'm, uh, you know, not here. I'm in, I'm in the bathroom. I'm not in the bathroom. You sure you didn't do a little duck walk off, off, off the <laughs> No, there's no Jerry Nadler. There's no Jerry Nadler walk going on over here. Who's uh, who's responsible for letting the thinking, let, leading the chat on over there? That's my question. Yeah, uh, the old log. <laughs> Slick Rick, of yeah, course. There you go. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't Nadler's right. Delgado. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do some more news, and then we'll do some more sports with Slick, I think. Maybe I'll, re I'll have to rethink that after he gave me up for the bathroom, which I was not in. Somebody said I'm going to get Noland. Let's, 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 do some more, uh, let's do some more news with Mr. Zia, David Zia. What else is going on in your world? Uh, well, Rick, you wanted to play that video of the Irish Parliament, right? Right. Uh, talking yeah. about restricting free speech. Right, because we were talking about, uh, we just played the clip of Tucker and, and Steve Bannon talking about what's going on in Ireland and yeah. how Tucker should get... Uh, Connor on, don't you think? Oh, yeah. 
That that would be a uh, phenomenal yeah, interview. That'd be or, or, maybe, or maybe Rogan gets gets McGregor on. At least they could. I, I'd actually like to see him with Tucker. I think yeah. that would be absolute fire. Given that, that would be. We talked about this last night. Obviously, Tucker just covered it with Bannon. So obviously, I mean, other people are covering it. It's a big deal. People are noticing him speaking out. He, he was doing it today too. He's not backing down. Boy, right. Tucker and him. I think Tucker would get some great stuff out of him. And, and you know, you know who you're not hearing from. Somebody you think would be even a bigger name, um, Bono. Like, where's he? Oh, oh he's he's the worst. <laughs> Get him exactly. He's in Vegas. He's so full. He's got a residency in Vegas. I'm, right? I'm just saying, if you're thinking, if you're thinking Irish, uh, you know, big name Irish, yeah. uh, you would think Bono would be the first first person you think of. He's but, busy uh, in Vegas right now, playing the Sphere. Twenty five sold out nights out of thirty. My you know? family oh, Bono, had a Bono's position is come one, come all. What, he's yeah, not yeah. going to speak out about anything. That's because he doesn't live there anymore, so he don't care. No, nah, after the Bataclan shootings and everything, he was all like liberal, embrace everybody, of and course. all this crap. After France suffered so much uh, but, uh, my family had a timeshare in ireland and uh, they hated you two because they got all these credits the artists are tax-free over there right. and the people of ireland were up in arms yeah but but in ireland the green party senator uh her name is senator o'reilly uh she basically comes clean as to what they're all about this is uh, cut number eight aaron go when you think about it all law All legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Yeah. So words that cause discomfort, um, you know, make people uneasy. Those words, uh, you know, it's all for the common good because that's, that's how they couch this thing. We're doing it for your safety. And Elon Musk came out and said the uh, Irish prime minister hates the Irish people. I mean, that, that, is the, that is the atypical number one um, progressive mindset right there. Everything is for the common good. If there's a winner, there's got to be a loser. We got we to gotta pan today to sell you tomorrow. I mean, that, that, that is it. That's progressivism right there in a nutshell, that lady. I mean, that is absolutely insane. This idea that any of this is for the common good or as, as the founders would have imagined, taking away freedom for the common good is, is anti-everything thing this country stands for and uh that's exactly what every progressive wants to do everything's for the common good give up a little more a little more a little more for the common good pan today because we'll sell you tomorrow just give us a little bit more and tomorrow promises to be a brighter day i mean i mean that's just it right there yeah it turns out ireland needs a new uh a new constitution and some new senators yeah because, this uh, isn't the first time though in uh, 2022 they put limitations on free speech as well so this is uh there's a history of this there. Yeah, I mean, and think about it. Do, would you want to travel now to a country like this? Because if if they want to peruse your uh, social media and you said something they don't agree with, they can scoop you up, right? According to their laws, if you if you yeah, if you visit like, their country, just like New York State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Damon, if we don't show up for work tomorrow, you know why? You got scooped up. <laughs> Aliens. It's amazing. Yeah.
All right. Let's. Uh, All right, what let's... else, David? Anything? Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if we have time because um, I slick wanted to do sports, um, but I just want to show the Christmas tree, the White House Christmas tree, cut number four. <laughs> oh, near the White House, the, the National of, Park Service. Of they told us just within the last 15 minutes that a big gust of wind knocked over the National Christmas tree. It's all sure. set for a big tree lighting ceremony on Thursday. Ardelia Gonsalves oh, just yeah. arrived on the scene. So we know That's that the National the Park Service States. is assessing the damage. What can you see from your vantage point? <laughs> We're Unfortunately, we can't see a whole yeah. lot. We did circle around the ellipse uh, for some time, but we back. can see around. this massive crane that they brought in, and that crane is working very carefully to try. Yeah, we to can blow that up, right? Upright yeah. that <laughs> crane. Just like, so. just like the country, ass over tea kettle. That's what it is. <laughs> that looks like a 2 a.m. naked hammer tree. <laughs> That's what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right, very good. We'll do some more news with David Zier. Uh, coming up, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. And uh, use our code LFS6B when you shop there. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D, you piqued my interest on Cuban. So the story about him selling the team only broke about an hour ago. And him leaving after the 16th season, that was broke last night. He's going to be leaving the uh, Shark Tank, right? So that, that he did confirm. And now it says Mavericks owner Mark Cuban selling majority stake to billionaire Miriam Adelson will retain control of the team. Mark Cuban first purchased the Mavericks in 2000 for a mere 285 million. This is Ryan Young of Yahoo Sports. Mark Cuban is apparently selling a majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks. The Adelson family is currently in the process of buying a majority stake of the Mavericks, according to the longtime NBA reporter Mark Stein and the uh, Athletics Shams Charnaya. Cuban is expected to remain the controlling owner of the franchise despite selling a majority of the team. So he's he's cashing in, cashing out Big D, but it looks like he's still going to be holding the reins. Maybe it'll be a GM or something of that nature. But uh, Miriam Allison, who is the largest shareholder of the uh, Las Vegas Sands, sold about $2 billion worth of stock in the company earlier today with the goal of buying into a sports team, according to CNBC. She is purchasing into the Mavericks at a $3.5 billion valuation per Charnaya. The Mavericks were less valued by Forbes at about $4.5 billion, which made them the seventh most valuable franchise in the league. Cuban said last year he hopes to move the Mavericks to a new arena that would be in the middle of a resort and casino in the near future, and he hoped to partner with Las Vegas. Vegas Sands, which is the largest casino company in the world. To do so, partnering with Allison and Sands would be a big step toward getting that done. Uh, through sports betting and casinos are still legal in the state of Texas. The Mavericks currently play at American Airlines Center in Dallas, which really needs quite a remodel. That stadium is awfully old. The Dallas Stars also play there. So look, big I think it's more of a leverage move, trying to hook up with the Sands folks and uh, let them buy in. They probably wanted a share of the team, but he's still going to control. He's still going to call the shots. He's still going to call signed Luka Doncic's contract. So, interesting. And he's probably just says, you know what? Who needs the shark tank? I'm going to go for a much bigger fish by getting involved with the gambling and, and getting to the casinos there. Yeah, because obviously Sheldon Adelson, who's passed away, was one of big Republican donor. Obviously, they're a Las Vegas-based family. So, I found it interesting that they were selling to them. But now it makes a little more sense. Las Vegas Sands actually cut a deal here on Long Island yes. to open up a big thing over at the old Nassau Coliseum. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. All right, Slick, we'll do some more sports. We'll do some more news. All coming up in a busy hour, two live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night.
live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, hour two. Glad you're in. Seeing uh, some of our friends here in the Getter chat, as always. Uh, hour two coming up. Rick Slick Rick's going to do sports. Rick Delgado's got news. David Zier's got some more news as well. We'll try to get to some of your emails and comments as well throughout hour two. Lots to get to. Make sure you follow us on social media at LFS6B pretty much everywhere at LFS6B show on Instagram, but pretty much at LFS6B everywhere, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere else, threads, uh, LFS6B show on Instagram, and of course the mothership live from studio6b.com where you can see everything news, all of our video clips, all of our merch, all of it available live from studio6b.com, where, of course, you can sign up and become a member absolutely free in about 30 seconds. So make sure you visit us over there as well. Uh, lots to get to in an hour, too. USA Today, when they start writing op-eds entitled Earth to Democrats... Biden's presidency is a dumpster fire. How many more warning sides do you need? You know that the left is, uh, and the left wing media is a little nervous uh, as we head into 2024 because they're absolutely right. And now they're actually writing about it. Voters aren't happy with the quality of life under President Biden as I opened the show telling you about some of the numbers from the Social Security uh, Department that were released today on take home pay and workers' pay and some of those numbers we went through and some of the lost ground that the American worker and specifically the middle class. And the irony, of course, of all of it is Biden. All he does is he run around the country telling us, hey, you know, Reaganomics, not much trickle down on my table when I was a kid and all this other nonsense we keep hearing from him. And we're going to build this from the bottom up in the middle out. And, and of course, it's just, you know, these people sit there like drones clapping seals when they go see him in person. They clap. OK, great, Joe. It's all a bunch of nonsense. He's destroying the middle class. The middle class is getting ostracized from their own economy. Uh, they've, they continue to lose ground. They continue to lose more ground, whether it's through inflation going up, the dollar going down, the value of the dollar going down, their purchasing power is getting melted away, their take-home pay is going down. So just by every measurable um, number, the middle class under Joe Biden is getting destroyed, which, of course, is why you're seeing op-eds like this. Earth to Democrats, Biden's presidency is a dumpster fire. And that's putting it mildly. Uh, the, symbol, the, sim, the symbolic nature of his uh, stupid birthday cake on fire and the Christmas tree dumping over today is just a you know perfect symbolism of the whole damn country. Because that's what we're doing. We're on fire and we're falling over with this idiot. Um, so by every measure, obviously that's what's going on. But a couple other, a couple other important things I want to try to get to before we do more news and sports with everybody. And we've been warning about this on the show for since probably October eighth, the day after this horrendous attack in Israel, that this administration was going to do everything they could to tie Israel's hands behind their back and do everything they could to make sure that they could not achieve the goals they had, which was to eliminate and get rid of Hamas at all costs. And it's been clear since since even Blinken, since uh, Tony Blinken started traveling that that was clear, that he was spending more time over there. You could hear it in their word. Yes, they came out and said Israel had a right to defend itself, but that's about as far as it went. And we knew that they were going to put more of this more onerous um, you know, things that the Biden administration wanted on top of them 
to say, well, okay, you can defend yourself, but it's got to be this, but it's got to be that, but you got to do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Continued pressure from the Biden administration to Bibi in Israel to make it as hard as possible for them to achieve their goal. And here we go today, Breitbart source, Biden's pressure on Israel and their tactics will leave Hamas intact and in power. This is a source within the Israeli government who talked to Breitbart News today, and they said the U.S. President Biden's pressure on Israel is going to lead to Hamas surviving this war intact rather than allowing Israel to destroy Hamas and remove its military and governing capabilities. The White House has acknowledged that Israel intends to continue fighting Hamas after the current quote-unquote pause sought by Biden to allow the release of hostages ends later this week. Quote, the Israelis have been pretty clear that once the pauses are complete and the hostage exchange are over, they intend to continue their military operations against Hamas. That was John Kirby yesterday. Uh, However, the White House is no longer clearly stating that it shares that goal. Well, it's never shared that goal. And the Israeli government privately believes Biden is prepared to tolerate the survival of Hamas. Well, I mean, he funded them. He supported them through Iran, through Qatar, through other things, uh, through billions of dollars he's released, billions of dollars through oil, billions of dollars through sanctions that he didn't follow through on. Despite the fact that Hamas and other terror groups would see that as a victory. The reason Israel believes this is Biden's goal is that the U.S. administration is imposing onerous conditions on the Israeli Defense Forces regarding its operations in Gaza, such that defeating Hamas has become almost impossible. The New York Times described it today. The United States has warned Israel that it must fight more surgically. Think about this. (laughs) Fight more surgically and avoid further mass displacement of Palestinians in its war against Hamas to avoid a humanitarian crisis that overwhelms the world's ability to respond. So they can do whatever they want, shoot as many rockets as they want, kill as many people as they want, be as horrific as they want. But if you're going to respond, okay, you have a right to defend yourself, but let me roll out the list here of things that we expect you and the world expects you to do, which basically allows you to achieve none of your goals. That's basically where we're at. Biden's uh, funding both sides of the war. And remember, earlier in the year, uh, the Biden administration was sued. They sent uh, half a billion to the Palestinian Authority. How much wound up in the Hamas's hands? And, oh, yeah. you know, they take the steel pipes to build the rockets for the infrastructure and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and they built tunnels underneath uh, underneath the hospitals. I mean, that one of their main... Uh, main uh, points for their for their assault came from underneath the hospital underneath the hospital you know and, yeah that's and, where the, that's that's where they're operating yeah. from yep. and where where are the leaders of hamas well well they're not there of course that they hang out in in where Qatar. Qatar? Where, where is it yeah David? exactly Qatar. yeah Qatar. yeah Qatar, who, biden, who biden will make who biden will make no um demands of whatsoever he makes no demands of them you never hear them talk about him he doesn't demand anything through cutter he doesn't demand anything of cutter he's not he's not that we're making no effort to get the however many hostages we still think americans are being held hostage he's making no demands through cutter to say hey this is how what's going to happen or else there's no or else with joe biden because he's weak and pathetic and whoever's really calling the shots here as this article in breitbart says uh really um, and as Caroline Glick, and if you remember, I brought to you one of her 
many great articles that she maybe knows more about this than anybody else in the region, um, said that basically it's clear that Biden's preference at this point is for the lives of civilians in Gaza over the lives of the Israeli Defense Forces uh, soldiers on the ground. And that it ensures that far more soldiers are gonna be killed in the fighting than would be otherwise. She also noted that Biden had originally questioned Hamas's statistics on civilian casualties in Gaza, which failed to distinguish between Hamas terrorists and true non-combatants, but that he had since apologized to anti-Israel Muslim groups and now uses the faulty Hamas death uh, statistics. Uh, that's what Biden does. She added that Israel likely knew the locations in which most of the hostages were being kept but had been prevented from launching military operations to rescue them because of the high potential cost in civilian lives, which Biden would not tolerate. The Biden administration insists on letting the Palestinian Authority control Gaza after the war, rather than allowing Israel to control security there, a return to the status quo before 2007 when Hamas staged a coup in Gaza. So, so this is what this is what was going on behind the scenes, and Biden continues to do everything that he can to make sure that Israel fails at this mission. Uh, Damon, I just wanted to add, um, Yoram Hazani was on the War Room today. He was great, and he's like, you know, Trump, and and why aren't we, you know, threatening to pull take our air base out of Qatar? You know, that would really hurt them in that region. You know, what are we doing? We're basically funding this. Uh, these operations. But then did I hear uh, accurately that one of the hostages released, one of these kids was the grandson of someone who bought Hunter Biden art, uh, which was incredible. <laughs> surprised. And then you have these, uh, this fake waving when the hostages are released, right. like, you know, this whole thing staged. So just want to point that out. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that report about the buyer of Hunter Biden's artwork that, um, it was actually from um, the guy who was on the ground there who got hurt from Fox News. I saw tweeted about wine, Ben, ben uh, we is it Weingartner? Yeah, I forgot I his name. I believe he was, he was the one who tweeted it. Now, the Wall Street Journal has an article today following up on this exact uh, story as well from Breitbart saying that this other idea that's floating around that's gaining ground among Democrats um, that is even more dangerous is that this condition that US aid on how Israel conducts itself on its war of self-preservation and saying this stipulation is said to be merely that Israel follow international law. But since Israel does follow international law and the US already can withhold foreign assistance on human rights grounds, the condition is unnecessary, but it is not harmless as they recognize. During wartime, it would signal to Israel's enemies that the U.S. has gone wobbly on the campaign to destroy Hamas, which, of course, wobbly would, would somehow make you think that somehow they were ever uh, strong, which they were not. Uh, Chris Murphy, of course, from Connecticut, who we both went to the same high school, which I'm embarrassed by, <laughs> the chairman of the Foreign Relations Subcommittee in the Middle East, made positive noises about the idea Sunday. Of, well, of course he did. He said, quote, we regularly condition our aid to allies. Now, I mean, just think about what we're talking about here. This is supposed to be our closest ally in the world. And not only has the president left them for bear, and now the Democrats in Congress and in the Senate are coming up with ways to say, well, you know, if you don't really want to follow what Biden's saying, maybe we'll just have to, uh, you know, maybe we'll just have to condition whether we give you aid or not. Remember, as, as um, 
Matt Gates told us Israel is on automatic, you know, they're on automatic payment for whatever the money that Congress has approved to them every year. I think it's in the neighborhood of about three or four billion dollars. Um, but Senator Murphy says, well, we regularly condition our aid to allies based upon compliance with US law and international law, he said. I think that you can defeat Hamas without this level of civilian casualties, which he calls unacceptable. So, I mean, I, I, I don't even know, like, I, I'm not even sure how you, this party, wants to frame this at this point. Why don't they just come out and say, hey, listen, we're just we're pro Hamas. This is, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. just we're pro Hamas. Right. We're anti-Israel. We're gonna do everything. I don't know why they just don't come out and say it, Delgado, right? Yeah, they should just come out and say, you know, uh, hoist up their flags and say we're the new Nazis. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um this is what we are and you're gonna take it. Yep. Because that's exactly what we're seeing. I feel like we're I feel like we're we're watching a bad movie play out, right? Like uh, it's like where where have we seen all this lunacy before? Yeah, it's just it's insane. Just it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. Jimmy Carter. All right, Talk. a little more on this sports news with David Sear and Rick Delgado all coming up live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday night. tax challenges well listen closely if you owe back taxes have you neglected to file returns for years with the irs becoming more aggressive under the current administration addressing these issues has never been more critical if this is your situation well tax network usa is here to help tax tax network usa prominent tax firm has helped clients save over $1 billion in back taxes. Their team of expert tax attorneys specializes in managing a range of tax issues from reducing debt to resolving unfiled returns and protecting your assets from IRS actions. Whether you're dealing with a tax debt of 10,000 or as high as 10 million, Tax Network USA approaches each case with individualized attention and care. They understand the stress and the worry that come with tax problems and are dedicated to providing the support and guidance you need. If you're feeling overwhelmed by tax debt or anxious about IRS intervention, don't wait. Contact Tax Network USA for a free consultation right now. They're ready to assist you through these challenging times and help secure your financial future. Call Tax Network USA today at 1-800-546-1000. That's 1-800-546-1000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com. Don't let taxes worry or dominate your life. Help is just a call or a click away. Go to taxnetworkusa.com, taxnetworkusa.com, or call 1-800-546-1000. All 
right, uh, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Time to do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our promo code LFS6B at checkout. It'll save you up to 66% off all the great items that Lindell has. I mean, I think you could do all your holiday shopping at Lindell between towels and slippers and sheets and pillows and all the other great stuff between my pillow and my store. Don't forget about mystore.com. Our code works there as well. LFS6B, do all your holiday shopping, plus support a great American and a great American company in my pillow. Use our code. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, let's go to the scoreboard. Big D, NCAA men's basketball, number 12, Kentucky, taking it to number eight, Miami. 50, 81 to 58, eight minutes to go in the second half there. A little bit of an upset. Kansas, 44-40 over Eastern Illinois, the 13 to go in the second half there. Also, second half, Baylor right now taking care of business against Nichols, 62 to 35. Purdue, number one Purdue, that is, up 38-28 over Texas Southern. That's about three to go in the first half. And uh, Marquette, 22-18 over Southern. That's 11 to go in the first there. 13 to go in the first. Gonzaga over Bakersfield, 20-11. Old Miss, 10-3 over NC State, just underway. How about a couple of NHL scores as well in the hockey world? We got the Panthers and Maple Leafs tied at one, eight to go there in the third. Islanders and Devils. Islanders were up, but the Devils just tied it in Jersey. Tied at four, six to go there in the third. Hurricanes over the Flyers, two to one, and of two. Uh, middle of the second, we got the Predators over the Penguins, 2-1. to one. Wild also lead the Blues, 2-1, to one, middle of the second. And uh, 13 to go in the second period. The Stars and Jets no score. Kraken and Blackhawks tied at two, end of one. Uh, Mid-first, we have Golden Knights and Oilers, no score. Coyotes over the Lightning, one nothing. 12 to go there in the first. I'll give you some NBA scores in my last sports segment. And there's a nice story here out of, out of good old Tennessee. Surprise, Seth, veteran who is single dad given car at Tennessee Titans game, Amy Furr Breitbart. A veteran and his family received an unexpected gift on Sunday during halftime at the Tennessee Titans Stadium. Seth Cole was in disbelief when he was presented with a Nissan Pathfinder during the game's salute to service, Fox 17 reported on Monday. The single father to his five beloved children have been struggling because he did not have a car to make their lives easier. Prior to the big reveal, he thought he was there to support the nonprofit known as Creativeites creative vets with whom he partners in a social media post on creative vets he said little little did seth know we'd have an even bigger surprise waiting for him after sharing cole's post showing the football field according to his facebook page creative vets purpose is to empower wounded veterans to heal through the arts and music surprise seth and a very deserving one for a great man an amazing soul helping vets through creative vets and all the hard work you do congratulations one social media uh user commented on the nonprofits post. Very, very awesome. This could not have happened to a better guy. This is why Creative Vets makes a difference in the lives of our warriors. It does not stop at art and music. Congratulations, Seth. Cole, love you, brother. Another person replied. Video show it shows the big moment, the footage announcement when it was made, and Cole could not hold back his tears of gratitude as numerous people and the mascot surrounded him and his family. And that would be at Nissan Stadium in Tennessee, where the Titans play. And that's probably the only good thing that happened in that stadium in the last few 
weeks, Big D, because Tennessee is not having a good season, as we know. So that was nice. And I don't know what's going on with these old vets. Last night it was Ichiro, and here you go. Yarmir Yaga to make hockey return at age of 51 wow. in an exhibition game. Wow. Easy to <laughs> The daily face-off, Stephen Ellis. Uh, Yarmir Yaga, actually one of the greatest to do it, isn't done just yet. The future Hall of Famer hasn't played a game during the 2023-24 season, but that's not about that's about to change. Yaga has been selected to participate in an exhibition game on December 9th featuring Czech hockey legends as part of the Sparta Praha's 120th anniversary celebration. Uh, Yaga hasn't suited up for a game yet this year with his Czech club. He helped uh, the team when it ended, uh, needed an extra roster support last season. By the way, he just retired a couple of years ago, man, and he's still in unbelievable form. Guy's career started in 19, in 1998-99 <clears throat> season. He had an unbelievable career of over 20 years. The great Yarmir Yaga, lacing him up for exhibition, Rick. Pretty cool, though, to see these old guys get out there. I mean, over yeah. 50 men to perform at all, that's 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 tough on in the sports arena, well, or spe- any arena for that matter. Especially the story from yesterday with Ichiro, yeah, uh, was who, who, was, who was an outfielder for his like, entire wasn't career. He wasn't even a pitcher, you're right. Yeah, he wasn't even a pitcher, but he pitches a 116-pitch complete game. Fantastic. Yeah, it was versus girls, yeah. uh, but still. They, they were the they were the best uh, girls team in in Japan. Did you ever right. see how he took care of his bat? He used to carry his bat around in a special case. I mean, guy was like religious about baseball. Yeah, he was a fantastic. One R- of the best ritualistic. To do it there, two, yep. two two legends. That's why they're still yeah. around in the, in the golden years, so to speak. I'll never forget him out running ground balls. Yeah, yeah. First base, you know, unbelievable. That's good stuff. That's a wrap for me, Big D. All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports before the end of the show. Let's do some more news. Feel like we haven't done too much news tonight, Rick Delgado. Let's do some now. News is brought to you by our friends at 7Cells, 7Cells.com. Great stuff for your health, for your skin, all kinds of great stuff. Check them out, 7Cells.com. Again, our code will save you 20% off at checkout. What's going on, Rick? Uh, All right, well, this uh, story coming out as the House Oversight Chair uh, has uh, subpoenaed Hunter Biden, and he's agreed to – to show up for his questioning. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, though, rejected Hunter Biden's offer earlier today to publicly answer questions from lawmakers about his business ties, accusing the political sign of trying to play by his own rules. Abby Lowell, an attorney for the 53-year-old Hunter, uh, had offered the committee the chance to grill his client in front of the world on December 13th when the panel had demanded via subpoena that the first son appear for a closed-door transcribed interview. He said, "We uh, uh, Lowell was saying, we've seen closed-door interview sessions manipulated to distort facts and misinform the public, but unlike public hearings where questions are mainly posed by lawmakers and subject to theatrics and grandstanding, depositions are largely controlled by committee attorneys and less prone to disruption. So basically, uh, Hunter Biden wants to uh, play games. He wants to do... Do the whole, you know, I want to sit there for uh, in front of the committee on TV where they won't really ask certain questions that they can't. Um, But no, they've subpoenaed him for a closed door. And uh, they also said that he's more than willing to to do that after the closed door session. So this coming from, uh, again, James Comer. Um, Not only did they want to are they subpoenaing um, Hunter Biden, but the president's brother is also subpoenaed to, to appear. Uh, they also have questions for Tony Bobolinsky, James Biden's wife, Sarah, Hunter Biden's uh, former sister-in-law turned lover, Haley Biden, Haley's sister, Elizabeth Secundi, Hunter's <laughs> current wife, Melissa Cohen, and, and the uh, basically the entire Biden family has been subpoenaed. 
So there yeah. you have it. Yeah. Could be a problem for uh, the Bidens going forward. That's like an episode of Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Yeah. I plead the fifth. I can't I plead recall. the fifth. I can't recall. Yeah, I can't recall. No comment. <laughs> All right, more news with Delgado and David Zier coming up. Thirty minutes past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday night. Glad you've been a part of the show. A little more sports coming up with Slick Rick before we wrap it up. We'll do some news with David Zia here in a second, but let's continue to do the news with Rick Delgado. Brought to you by Seven Cells, SevenCells.com. Check them out. Use our code LFS6B at checkout for 20% off. What's going on, Mr. Delgado? All right. Well, this is a story. Uh, I'm getting this from uh, MSN.com, but it comes from, uh, you know, how they sometimes will take a story from another source. So I'm not going to verify the source, but it seems a little, a little shady. Um, but let's go with it. Why not? Uh, <laughs> who's to say it's not real? Uh, Ukraine, we know a nation fighting a battle for its survival and coupled with navigating the complex waters of political and economic challenges, has also recently found itself at the center of a controversy that raises serious questions about the priorities of its leadership. In the midst of Ukraine's ongoing leadership challenges, a recent purchase of a luxury yacht by the Shafir brothers has become a, a topic of intense scrutiny and debate. The Shafir brothers, known for their influential roles in business and political spheres in Ukraine, have raised eyebrows with their conspicuous display of wealth during a time of political uncertainty and economic instability. An inv investigative report reveals that two key figures reportedly associated with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, have recently acquired extravagant yachts, one in Abu Dhabi and the other in Antibes in France during October of 2023. Boris and Serhai Safir um, per uh, perceived to be Zelensky's proxies are reported to have spent a combined total of $75 million on these purchases, and concerns are raised about potential corruption and the appropriate utilization of Western financial aid intended to support Ukraine's defense capabilities amid the ongoing military conflict with Russia. The purchase of a yacht, often seen as a symbol of opulence and extravagance, sends a message that seems to be out of touch with the current socio-political climate in the Ukraine. And, you know, we, we've seen where some in Congress have, uh, you know, said they want accountability as to where this money is going to go and where the money that we've already sent has gone. And then you see something like this, where these guys are known to be proxies for President Zelensky, um, could have, you know, procured these two yachts. Now, are they Zelensky's yachts? We don't know. Maybe the, the the brothers decided, hey, we need yachts, and decided to go shopping at the yacht store, Yachts or Us, and picked up a couple yachts for themselves. Who knows? <laughs> yachts or Us. Um, but they reportedly bought, let's see, the purchase of a 46-meter Italian-made uh, uh, yacht <laughs> called Lucky Me was $25 million, and the other yacht um, bought by— $25 million. How big was it? Uh, 46 meters. That's like a hundred something meters, hundred fifty feet. Yeah, hundred fifty feet. Ah, 
Yeah. And, me then, a and then Zelensky's longstanding <laughs> first assistant, the other Shafir, reportedly spent $50 million on a yacht called My Legacy a week later. Again, they're known for their close and professional ties to, profession, uh, to President Zelensky and come from the same hometown, which kind of raises, raises uh, you know, kind of gets your, gets your antennas up there a little bit. And then we kick it over to what was said um, back about a month ago. I believe this was in New Hampshire by President Trump. Cut number nine, Aaron Go. I look at the sidewalks, the sidewalks are all cracked and dirty, and yet we spend hundreds of billions of dollars, we spend trillions of dollars giving that money to foreign countries, and we don't even know where it goes. You'll learn where it goes when you see these beautiful 400-foot yachts pulling up to the dock someday. How did he make so much money? Let's not talk about it. You'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. Ah. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But it is kind of odd the way these guys accumulate money and then decide to spend it on opulent things that have nothing to do with the war against Russia. You know, Rick, um, one of my favorite shows is Below Deck Mediterranean. And uh, maybe next year they can go uh, Below Deck uh, Ukraine, uh, Zelensky's Gay Cruises. I don't know. All right. uh, Doug Otto, where did they um where did they purchase those boats again? What was it uh, called? One was uh I mean, <laughs> Yachts R Us. yeah. <laughs> well, you never shopped there? Yacht Depot. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yacht Mart. I always shop at Yahtzee. Yeah. Yeah. Oligarchs R Us. <laughs> Yahtzee. All right, a little more Trump news, and then we'll kick it over to David Zier. As a judge dismisses a Rhode Island uh, Trump ballot case. Yes, another case challenging uh, President Trump's ballot eligibility has been thrown out by a Rhode Island judge dismissing the case challenging um, his eligibility, citing a recent First Circuit Court of Appeals ruling in a similar case in New Hampshire. The federal judge yesterday dismissed a lawsuit uh, challenging former President Donald Trump in Rhode Island, the U.S. Court Chief Judge John McConnell Jr. wrote the lawsuit lack standing because it was brought by John Anthony Castro. Remember this guy? Uh, he he's also uh, also running as a write-in candidate uh, for Republican uh, out of Texas. But meanwhile, he's a total full-blown uh, Democrat, citing the first. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling on a similar case that Castro brought earlier in New Hampshire. The appellate court found that Castro failed to prove he is a direct or current competitor at the time he filed the complaint. I guess you just can't say I'm running for president and everybody believes you. Castro had advanced a 14th Amendment based argument claiming that Trump should be banned from appearing on the ballot because of his role in January 6, 2021, storming of the Capitol, and said that attempts to overturn the 2020 election made Trump an insurrectionist. Similar suits have been brought in other states that we've discussed, including Colorado, and they have been all thrown out. The Supreme Court announced on November 22nd it would hear appeals in the Colorado case from both sides. So, uh, you know, they keep trying around the country to remove Donald Trump from the uh, from the ballot with no success whatsoever. And, of course, the 14th Amendment doesn't apply in this case anyway. But whatever. So there you have it. All right, very good. We'll do some more news with Rick Delgado before we end the show. Plus sports with Slick Rick coming up. Let's do a little more news with David Zier. Of course, breaking point each and every Saturday morning right here on Real America's Voice, 8 a.m. Make sure you tune in every Saturday morning. Mr. Zier, what's going on in your world? Uh, well, I'll be on the ground in Cedar Rapids. Uh, we have two events starting at 1 p.m. in Des Moines. I will not be at that one, but I'll be at Cedar Rapids starting at 3 p.m., I believe, uh, maybe 4 p.m. Eastern 
on uh, Saturday for the second one with our great cameraman, Brandon Jarvis, who's just the best on the road. Um, I wanted to point out, you know, Jimmy Carter had 14 members of the Carter Center resign uh, because of, uh, you know, anti-Semitic or anti-Israeli comments by uh, the former president. I just want to point that out. Um, And speaking of Rhode Island, I have a quick clip here. uh, I don't know if you guys covered this before, but the BLM co-founder in Rhode Island is voting for Trump. Check that out. You uh, BLM leader and you're now endorsing Donald Trump, saying he's the best candidate we have. Why do you think he is the best candidate that we have? Because everybody else sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So is he just the best of a bad group? I mean, is he still is he not that great either, but he's just like better than the rest? Well, you know, I like Trump, you know, um, personally, and I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is just a deep disappointment. You know, I deeply um, have disdain for him, and and, and I I really dislike the vice president as well. (laughs) What what is it that, why why do you not like them versus, like, Donald Trump? I would imagine you're, you're alone in this. Do you feel alone in this viewpoint in the world that you're in, being in the BLM movement? No, I feel like no. the tide is starting to turn. I feel like really? a lot of black people are starting to pivot off of that democratic plantation for so long. Uh, we've been slaves to that uh, party. You know, actually, we've been mental slaves, uh, afraid to get off of that plantation because, uh, you know, we've been used and abused for so long. At that yeah. party, they don't value our vote. Uh, their policies are basically um, racist policies. And I believe it's a racist party that strikes at the heart of the, the black family and the nuclear family in general. And I believe Donald Trump is, he's the opposite. He's, he's going to tell you how, how it is. He's going to give it to you straight. He's not going to, um, you know, uh, be a hypocrite and, and, you know, stab you in the back like the democratic party loves to do. Yeah. Really quick. Uh, <laughs> well slick said. Rick just said people work for Carter. They're tired of working for peanuts. Very good one. Exactly. And this I, guy's I gotta the, go. This guy's the what? He was a co-founder of BLM in Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. Is you know? he still like I don't know if he's still involved. I got to follow up on that. The story's from a week and a half ago. It was in it was in local press in uh, Rhode Island. Um but uh so Because it's funny he, said, he says uh you know um the Democratic Party strikes at the heart of the family, the nuclear family. That's exactly what BLM does. And, and well, they, had it, the family. Right? they the had it on their family. website, right? They had it on their website. Yeah, uh, but you know, listen, guys like Vince Everett Ellison, uh, guys like uh, Peter, Sh- um, I think uh, Peter, um, I forgot his name, Sheriff in uh, New York. Um, you know, they were lifelong Democrats and they became Republicans, and they say that they were escaping the plantation. It's slavery. This the the churches. The clergy, the DNC, have this grip on the black vote, and people are starting to have a little sea change out of there. Um, I just wanted to get to a quick clip. Uh, the U.S. Navy, uh, the Canadian Independent, had a story. Uh, here's a clip of a U.S. Navy report increased heart incidents since the vaxes. So in July, uh, Undersecretary Cisneros acknowledged the DMET data, the database working properly, and also acknowledged things such as myocarditis rising 151%. So what I did, I went in today, um, I'm doing the same thing, five-year average. However, I'm comparing it to 2022, and I only am using fixed-wing pilots and helicopter pilots, active duty. 
So we get hypertensive disease, 36%, ischemic heart disease, 69%, pulmonary heart disease, 62%, heart failure, 973%, other forms of heart disease, 63%, cardiomyopathy, 152%. It's pretty extraordinary. Wow. And uh, the new federal state of China, this group DVS7, go on X and look up DVS7, uh, 7.0, I believe. They got this great video. 500 million supporters support the new federal state of China. Maybe we could just play a minute of this. That's uh, cut number three. This is a Christian conservative rap group, uh, Chinese. <laughs> it's a great song. They just released it. We taking no more CCP. Get a battle. No cursing in the rap song. The Chinese free. Ain't that as no more CCP. Remove the word Chinese because you don't represent me. No. Gotta tickle down. Gotta tickle down. Gotta tickle down. 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 Gotta tickle down. Gotta tickle down. Gotta tickle down. 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 They shot my father. He talked, they talk in the song about Newsom cleaning up uh, San Francisco and, uh, you know, fighting uh, the, I guess they call it the Lao Beijing, you know, they're, they're the um, new federal state of China. They want to uh, take down the commies. So check out that song or DVS seven, I think it's DVS 7.0 on, uh, or just go to new federal state of China, NFSC. I think you can find it there on X. So that's what I got. A little more news of sports coming up live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. going to do some more sports maybe a little more news here before we wrap it up aaron and fran of course holding it down as always great job you know uh david zier to your point on the uh, no, I don't, if, if if that was somebody who was part of black lives matter i can't imagine he still is with those views like Del, like delgado says i mean almost anti his own group's um, mission statement i believe at this point but to the broader point that he makes i had this last night and didn't have a chance to get to it this was in the washington times uh, disappointed black voters pull support in peril Biden re-election by Jeff Mordock yesterday in the Washington Times. And I'm certainly not going to go through the whole article, but to that point, uh, basically saying black voters say that Biden has abandoned his pledge to always have their backs. Um, and, and I saw another interview with a gentleman, I think on, I don't I forget what it was on. Uh, but but basically, and he used that terminology. He said, you know, you know, when someone has your back and someone doesn't, 
And uh, it's clear to us that Biden doesn't have our back. And and I couldn't I couldn't help but think of our old friends um, Diamond and Silk when I was listening to yeah. that gentleman's uh, clip about the plantation because that's always what they used to say. Remember? Yeah. CBS 12 reported the story as well. And um, you know, there's a sea change going on. So we'll see. And and I, and don't forget about the sea change um, in the Jewish vote as well that we've talked about. And I, I don't see how any any Jewish voter in America could vote for anyone on the left after what we've seen and what and what we continue to see growing right now as the Democratic Party listening to Bernie Sanders and coming up with these ideas that we talked about and whatever it was a couple segments ago about Israel. I mean, I I just don't see how there can't be a seismic shift in that vote as well. So all things to keep an eye out for as we head into 24, obviously. So, um, all right, let's do a little more sports, and then we'll do a little more news with Delgado before we wrap it up. We'll start with sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell, of course, and MyPillow. LFS6B is the code to use at checkout. Send us your receipt, which I see a lot of you did tonight, picking up your shopping as we're getting closer to December. Send us your receipts. Tell us what you want from our store over at livefromstudio6b.com. And, of course, we have directions on how to do this. If you're hearing about this promotion for the first time, it's on our website, livefromstudio6b.com. Go down to the news section. You'll see the article that we wrote about the promo and what to do and how to do it and what you can get. It's all right there. Check it out. Um, live from Studio6B.com. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, quick scoreboard run, Big D. NBA, Bucks and Heat tied at 110, and a good one, five to go there in the fourth. Late in the fourth, Nets over the Raptors, 108-100. The uh, Cavs, 128-103 over the Hawks in Cleveland, and 109 to go there in the fourth. In the third, Thunder over the Timberwolves, 76-74. At the half, Mavs, 54. Rockets, 50. Earlier tonight, the Celtics took care of business against the Chicago Bulls, 124-97. And the Knicks, over the Hornets, 115-91. NHL Hurricanes, 2-1 over the Flyers in the third. The end, end of a shootout right now. Panthers and Maple Leafs are tied. Devils came back to beat the Islanders as well, 5-4. Just want to get to a story here. Pool player Lynn Pinches gets award after refusing championship match against trans competitor. I reported on this last week. Neil Monroe of Breitbart Sports. Lynn Pinches walked away from her women's pool championship game to show her rejection of the transsexual demand that men can pretend to be women. Twelve days later, on November 26th, the English player got her deserved prize and applause from her fellow pool players. Pinches said she was overwhelmed by the gesture and thanked her peers for their support on social media. Thanks to each and every one of you that supported me and continues to support fair play for women's sports. She wrote on Twitter, X, titles and money mean nothing without fairness. Pinches had earned her final place at the English Pool Association's 2023 Champion of Champions Ladies on November 12th. But the mother of three walked away when the association allowed a man to take the other side of the table after he used his transgender claim to beat a series of women. A video of the moment shows that Pinches and Haynes vied to see who would break, noted the New York Post. Pinches won and shook hands with Haynes, but then walked toward the tournament official and apparently declared a forfeit. Pinches proceeded to unscrew her pool cue and pack it up as Haynes raised her hands in disbelief. It added realizing what was happening. The crowd loudly cheered and applauded Pinches for walking away. Two other women had earlier walked away from the pool table rather than play a man pretending to be a woman. We will not be silenced anymore. Pinches tweeted on November 24th. It takes a huge, huge amount of courage to walk away from any match. Her applause came in via Twitter from a world of women and men who opposed the claim that men can switch sexes just by announcing 
testing. They have an unverifiable gender identity. That is superb, said women's rights activist Helen Stanlin. You you stood up and they stood with you because you did win, responded Joel Trieste. I actually love the fact that from what I see, it's mostly men that are in that room supporting you, said one Twitter. So they actually gave her the award for winning. Again, yes. Rick, to your point, you've been saying it for months now. Just say no. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. That's it. Just say no. Right? Just say no to drugs. Just say That's no to it. thugs. There you go. No eight, ball, no eight balls in this corner pocket. <laughs> no eight balls exactly. in that side pocket, Big D. <laughs> All right. I just queued that story up. Now roll it back to you, Big D. <laughs> eight ball in the side All right. pocket. <laughs> All right, Slick. Very good. Uh, He's got him in one of those more pockets. Guys. I don't know Such an one. idiot. Yes, in pocket. <laughs> let's, do, let's do some more news here before we wrap it up. Uh, news is brought to you by Seven Cells with Rick Delgato. What's going on? All right. Well, this is a, a story that I was hoping Slick Rick would get to, but didn't have a chance, so let's do it. The NFL needs to speak out, it says here, against this Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface yep. and native headdress. The story coming from Deadspin, and you're going to love the name of the writer. The writer, uh, I guess, you know, kinda, it kind of speaks volumes about the yeah. the, <laughs> the writer itself. Uh, his name is Karen Phillips. Yes, you can't <laughs> no, make it Karen. <laughs> His name is Karen Phillips. It takes a lot of disrespect. It says here for two groups, to, uh, it takes a lot to disrespect two groups at of people at one time, but on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and Native Americans on this at the same time. Uh, this, according to again Karen Phillips of Deadspin, I didn't even know this was this place was still alive. I thought they got sued out of existence. The image describing of his career. Yeah, the the image of a Chiefs fan in blackface Deadspin. wearing native headdress during the road game leads to so many unanswered questions. Why did the camera person give this fan any attention? Why did the producer allow the camera angle to be aired at all? Well, it turns out when you look at the kid, he actually had uh, blackface and red face on. He, he had the colors of the Kansas City Chiefs oh, along with the headdress so uh, celebrating uh, his favorite team. Um, the writer goes on to say that the, the answers to all this question, while it isn't the league's responsibility to stop racism and hate from being taught at home, they are a league that has relentlessly participated in prejudice. If the NFL had outlawed the chop at Chiefs games and been more aggressive in changing the team's name, this wouldn't have happened here. He says there's no place for a franchise to be called the Chiefs in a league that's already eradicated the Redskins. So, again, this is a a story that's gotten a lot of pushback. I mean, and calls out the stupidity of the guy because they feature a picture only showing half the kid's face uh, in black. But when you see the entire kid's face, as they point out later, and and the people on, on, uh, I guess, the the community notes on Twitter really took, took this guy to task. Uh, yeah, said that everybody did. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs fan is not wearing uh, blackface. The other side of his face is painted red, and it's to show the team colors of his favorite team, the Chiefs. So there you have it. Just, so just, stupid. Yeah. I mean, we've did the world. We're just so stupid. Yeah. And even Elon Musk came out about this, which is, yeah. uh, what'd you say? Wow. Damon, what? I didn't say anything. I just oh, okay. I said it's just so stupid. The whole story is just so stupid. We've just gone so stupid. Yeah, Elon Musk even rip, uh, ripped the sports blog for claiming the Chiefs fan wore blackface. He called it uh, deception, and uh, he brought a lot of attention to the story as well as he slammed the well-known blog uh, 
this week after one of its riders claimed the Kansas City Chiefs fan was wearing blackface at a football game over the weekend. Yep. So. And Cowboy Don 10 in the chat says, bring back the Redskins. So there's the public consensus. <laughs> yes. Right? Come yeah. on already. Uh, exactly. Come on already. Give me a break. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Aaron Fran, great job as always. But most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. Have a great rest of your night, and we will see you tomorrow night, same time, same channel, 8 p.m. right here, live from Studio 6B.